Welcome to the Build Your Coaching Business Podcast. We'll talk about how to start, grow, and enjoy your coaching business. Plus, we'll dig into the failures and lessons we've learned along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hello, hello. Welcome back. I hope you're having a great week. If you're in the United States, you're probably getting ready to eat some turkey, visit with family. I am recording this well in advance. I'm very excited for myself (laughs) that I could just imagine that time in the future when this will be released. So I actually, at this point, will have just came back from a coaching trip to Phoenix and I took my husband, I'm talking about this as though it's happened. It hasn't happened for me yet, but by the time you listen, it will have. (laughs) But my coach, Brooke Castillo, is doing a big live event for her audience. And so it's like super cheap coaching tickets. And so I decided that we would make it a family trip and that I would take my husband and my 19 year old daughter and our two little kids. And it's a three day event. And so we all have tickets except for the little kids. And we're just going to like rotate out. But my number one objective was that I wanted to expose my husband and my 19 year old to coaching right? They, they live in a coaching household. They're familiar with coaching, <laughs> um, you know, but they don't really get good coaching. <laughs> Maybe you can relate. My 19-year-old, it's more like I tell her things and I like, <laughs> I don't know, it's not good coaching. Same thing with my husband. I, I am <laughs> not as nice and uh, it's not really nice, but I'm not as clean in coaching with my own family is I would be with others. So I am excited to expose that to them. And I can't wait to, to see how they receive it, especially my 19 year old, my husband's totally open to it. But my 19 year old, she looks at her calendar, and she's like, uh, the family trip, it says here coaching with Brooke Castillo. Did I sign up for that? And I was like, yes, yes, you did. <laughs> so that is some exciting things that will happen. And I uh, yeah, so let's dig into today's episode. One of the things I was listening to someone talk today, and one of the things that he said was, assume people don't get it. Think about this for your own clients, but today's podcast is for you. Assume people don't get it and just keep saying it in different ways. And what I was thinking about, what I want to assume people don't get is mindset. Even coaches who have been trained on tools that help their clients use and navigate their mind. Now, what kind of tools are they? They might be tapping tools. They might be um, like a specific coaching tool. Um, It can be right like hypnosis, so many different tools that it could even be right like like dietitians. They have um, just like, like methods and like diets and processes, right? All of those things are like the tools that help you coach, that help you help someone. And what I want to talk about in today's episode is what mindset really looks like in my day, right? So I'm in my like fifth-ish year. I can't even ever remember. So I just say fifth every time. So we'll see how that goes in a couple years. But I'm in my like fifth-ish year of business. Uh, My first two years, I made like $6,000 each year. And then the years after that, I've made $100,000 plus, right? So each year. Um, And so, right, like I have success. I know how to run a business. And I want you to hear what the mindset looks like in my life. This isn't necessarily what it's going to look like for you. 
But what I want to convey is how I use mindset. Because when I coach someone, sometimes what happens is they they get like they're doing some of these mindset things, but they're telling themselves that it's not really the work of running a business. And what I correct them with, because what I think is when I coach someone one-on-one or even in a group, we're working on seeing and building new patterns, right? New patterns of thinking. It's easy to say, I'm going to write an email every week. I'm going to record a podcast. I'm going to do this, this, and this. It's easy to think about your client and create content and like find new ways to get it in front of people. The hard part is how your mind like jumps around, drags you around emotionally. Like, like there's just so much that all happens in our heads. And so everybody's experience of this is going to look different. I suspect that men have different experiences in their heads. Um, they just seem to, to have fewer thoughts. I don't know. And so I want to show you what this looks like so that you can use whatever tools you're using or you can come to me and I can teach you mine, um, but so that you can use mindset even more effectively to build your business. Because what, because the mind is such a huge part of running your business every day, it, it is how you build a business. So I'm going to show you though what that means when we look through my day. So let me just start by saying, what is mindset? When I say those words, what am I even talking about? Because again, I don't want to assume anybody knows. For me, in those first years of my business, I actually had no idea what mindset was. I was in the online space. I heard the word, but I was still in like heavily into the marketing funnel element of business. And so whenever I heard that, I just thought it was like, I don't know, some weird, hokey, strange thing. (laughs) And, you know, I progressed and realized I like weird, untraditional, uh, different kinds of methods, right? But at the time, I didn't have any idea what it was. And I had never heard anybody explain it in a way that was strategic, methodical, um, simple to understand, and told me how I would tangibly use it. Because, oh my gosh, I try and tell everybody this because I'm just so mortified and so the memory sticks with me. But I once, this must have been in my, my phase of learning about mindset, I signed up for this woman's freebie and she was like a business coach or mindset, something, I don't know. And this freebie, I kid you not, I can't even make this up. It was her sitting on the floor. The phone must have been propped up or the computer, I don't know. And it was 45 minutes of her journaling. Yeah, I'm pausing for a long time to let that sink in. (laughs) And I don't know, maybe she told us the journal prompts. I don't remember that part. But it's like, when I hear mindset as a journal prompt... I kind of vomit in my mouth a little. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know, just the type of person I am. I'm like, no, please. I want something tangible. I want something that's like, I mean, I think about it as like strategic, but just methodical. Like if this happens, what do I do? (laughs) And what I think about with the tools I use for my mind is I feel like there was an instruction manual on how to use our brains for them, like at the highest level. But like nobody gave it to us. I know, I'm offended with you. 
And so we just, we had to figure it out. And like lots of people, they use parts of it. They just, they figured out how to use them naturally. They don't really understand why it works, but their brain is like, it, it saved that information and then it keeps repeating it. And sometimes it's wrong and confused, but that's why, right? Some people never have to learn these tools. But what I like is I want to feel the most in control of me. And so when I think about having tools to do that in a methodical way, that, I mean, I just like in a world of complete uncertainty and zero control, it makes me feel a little bit in control of me, right? And my experience of life. So when I think about mindset, I know that holds a big description, but I think about it as watching the thoughts in my head. So I think of it as, right, if you were looking at a computer screen and there was just like sentences constantly populating, that's what's happening in our head. And so doing mindset work is actually just being aware, first and foremost, that there are thoughts going through my head. And then from that awareness, and I guess as some people might have different beliefs about this, but my belief is that those thoughts are optional, that they aren't real, right? They aren't true or false. They're just sentences. They're series of words put together. They're usually habits, right? Like we get into a habit. Oh my gosh. I'm like Pavlo's dogs. I'm like trained, but I watch my brain do this. I have these thoughts about the company we hire to do our lawn. <laughs> so every Tuesday, as soon as I hear the lawnmower, my thoughts start up again. And I, it fascinates me. It doesn't surprise me, but I get such a kick out of it because my mind, right? Like when I hear that sound and it's the right day and I mean, you know, because I know it's my yard, it's like the same habitual thoughts and feelings kick in. So when we're thinking about doing mindset, it's realizing I have a mind full of thoughts. This isn't your brain. It's not the like the actual thing, although sometimes I use that word too. But it's just your mind with the thoughts you have. They're sentences, they're words you're used to, they're habitual, right? You've thought them before. And there's so many thoughts that you have, but you actually don't even access most of them, right? So it's like we just access the ones that are most common. And so mindset is like realizing you have the thoughts, watching them, not believing everything your, your thoughts say, questioning it. And, and what's the measure of questioning? It's, does thinking this help me get and be who I want to be? Does it help me create the results I want in my future? And does it help me be who I want to be? Now, I'm not saying we're going to filter every thought all the time, right? That's crazy. But there isn't like good or bad thoughts. It's just the filter. Is this what I want to believe? Is this going to help me create the results that I want? Is this going to help me be who I want to be? When I think about mindset, it can also be thought of in terms of emotions, right? And there are emotion words. And then there are the sensation in our, there's a sensation in our body that we experience associated with that word. Like when we think about the word anxious, um, you know, it's like, it's got kind of like a, it's going to feel different for everyone, but they're all going to match for you. Every time you identify anxious, you're going to feel that. That's mindset work. Most people are just drug around by their emotions, they don't feel like it, so they don't. They feel really bad, and so they, right? They feel really good, but they don't know how to get back. Instead of realizing I have emotions, 
They naturally jump around based on outside experiences, based on my mind, all the things. But mindset is realizing I have emotions, I can create emotions, and by feeling my emotions, I can actually, like, it's not feel bad, but like, I can move through them quicker, especially when they are less desirable, right? That's mindset. And then the other thing I think about with mindset is it's directing your own mind. So I think about this where it's like, in our COVID world, there is a lot of thoughts and direction for the mind to direct and think about COVID. And that's fine, right? But one of the things I was thinking about was, we're so worried about this one thing that we forget to be worried about other things that are probably more dangerous. Not to say it's not dangerous, but like, right, like, like the media influences and dictates like this is what we want you to be worried about. But this is actually a really great example of focus. When you're thinking about being worried about getting COVID, you are not thinking about getting in a car accident and dying immediately. You are not thinking about the likelihood of getting cancer, right? And it's just a focus of the mind. I know I just did it with like the worst examples ever. (laughs) You're like, great, Elizabeth. Now we're depressed. But the idea is, is that with our brain, we are always choosing what we think about and what we don't think about. So if you have an experience in your mind where you feel like you're constantly being harassed by your own thoughts, right? Like maybe it's a negative cycle and you just get wrapped into negative cycles really easily. And it could be about debt. It could be about your partner. It could be about your children. It could be about anything, right? All that tells me is just you probably need some some mindset coaching, right? You need some skills and habits of just reducing that because you can feel so much better about your whole life and your mental experience by just learning the tools to change that and like building the habit of them. So that was the other thing is like when I think about mindset, it's focusing and directing your mind. Okay, so let's talk about what this looks like in in an average day for me. So very tangibly, um, I do mindset work most mornings. And so what that actually means is that I have pen and paper, um, a journal, right? It's not just random paper. (laughs) Sorry, it's loose paper. And when I'm done, I fling it around. No, I don't. I have a journal and I do my daily work. Um, And basically what the daily work is, is it is remembering my money goal. Or sometimes it's it's a possibility statement. And so it's like, it's something to the effect of, it might sound like it's possible to create $22,000 this month. And so a part of that work, right, is that I, I, in my journaling time, right, because this is what I like about writing is it slows you down. You even hear it when I'm talking, right? This is the habit, though. I slow my brain down and I feel the possibility of my goals. And there might be multiple, like sometimes it's my money goal. Sometimes I have like multiple possibility statements in there. Like it might be about the money that I want, like the possibility of that. It might be even like it's possible to get this, this, and this done by the end of the month. It's possible, here's what that might sound like, it's possible to get my funnel done, write all the copy for the ads and get all the pieces and have them running by this date. 
And for me, right, like my brain needs to remember that that's possible because on a very day-to-day level, it's easy to be like, oh, there's so much to do. This will never be done, (laughs) right? And so when I just remember the possibility of that, like, oh yeah, that is possible, it it helps me to feel different and think differently about doing those projects, right? More big picture rather than like lost in the weeds of doing it. Another element of that possibility is sometimes for my yearly goal or right now I'm thinking about next year's goal. And so I'm like holding the possibility of that every day. Now, the reason that this matters, we tie it back into what I told you about what mindset is, is that this one part of my daily practice, it helps my brain stay focused on the goal. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but if I don't look at and think about my goal every day, I forget I have one. I just like go about life, right? My mind focuses on whatever else it focuses on and it doesn't remember to focus on having a goal. And 100% of the time when I have a goal and I focus on it every day, I either nail the goal, exceed the goal. I mean, I might not hit the goal too, but like I do way better than when I had no goal, when I just spent my mind trudging along day to day. So I do this possibility work. I focus and direct my mind on purpose to remember I have a goal. I feel the possibility of it so that it has this big picture element of me remembering what I'm doing in my business. Um, The other part of the daily work is I think from the future. And this is important, again, because when we think about what thoughts does our brain think, they have tons of them. One of the questions I often ask my clients is, what are you forgetting to believe? You already believe it, but you forgot to think it. And the idea being that if I asked you your thoughts about watching TV, you're going to have thoughts that you would categorize as um, good or bad, right? Like, I also call this like helpful or unhelpful. You might have thoughts about watching TV like it's a great break of reality or I really love this show. But you also might have thoughts that are like, "Uh, but I don't really want to watch a lot of it. There are other ways and things I want to do with my life. And I have to be careful because I binge things and (laughs) next thing I know I'm sucked in. Right. So it's like you're going to have all these types of thoughts and so in this second part of my, my work where it's like I fast forward into the future where the goal is done and I practice thinking the thoughts that I will think there. And this is where you begin to train yourself on how you think. And so one of the trained thoughts I have is that I like to think, oh, I had no, like I love that I didn't get to, I, no, let me think about this. What's the thought? It's something like, I love watching how this unfolds because ultimately, you guys, we don't get to know ahead of time and that I don't like that. I'm not a fan. So I choose to be a fan. I choose to like, like focus on that as a delightful surprise. And so the thoughts I think before while I'm working on a goal is like, I don't get to know how this unfolds. All I know is that it works that I show up every day to make it happen, that my job is to believe in it. Because when I believe that I do it and that it's done, I show up differently than when I'm doubtful and unsure. It literally changes how I show up. So I'm teaching my brain to go to that point and think those thoughts. I'm training ways of believing and thinking into my mind 
in that moment. And then the next part of that work is I, I do some cleanup. Inevitably, when you have a goal, your brain is gonna freak out. It might be the date. This is actually a pretty common one with me where the date keeps changing. Go figure. And so my thoughts are like, <gasps> so like, it, it, like it doesn't even matter necessarily what the day is, right? But my mind's like, oh no, the month's almost over. It might be the 10th. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, drama queen, we're good, right? Like, but I don't actually ever write that to myself, but I go through and I comfort my mind because in that moment, my brain is fearing 10 days are done. This will never happen, right? You have to get specific with it. The goal won't happen. I can't do this. Like, oh my gosh, like there's only 20 days left. And the brain in that moment, you know what it forgets to think? Oh my gosh, there are 20 days left. Like I want to use each of them to show up for the results I want. So I first thing in the morning, right? Or at some point in the morning, I grab my journal and this is how I direct my mind. Now, there might be some other things that I do at this moment, um, but these things could actually happen at any point during the day because these are like cleaning up things that are on my mind. So when I think about using mindset, if we think about stuff that bothers us, what does it do? It just randomly pops in your head anytime. And it could be, you could bother you because you read it in an email, you saw it on social media, your partner said something to you, you heard it on the radio. It doesn't matter where it came from. Your mind had a thought and is bothered by it. And how you know you're bothered by it is because of your emotional experience and because your mind keeps like spinning it around. It keeps holding it and like pretending like it's useful to, to spend brain focus on, right? And it always seems like it in real time. You're in your own head, so you're like lost in it. But what I do in the morning is if there's something that's been bothering me, I work through it right then and there. So here's what this might look like. Um, I might, so, so this kind of goes into the tools I, I use. Uh, but one of the tools I use is called the model. And the first part of it is like the neutral data. Like what's the, what's the thing that's um, like not an opinion. It's not a thought. It's not a feeling. Like neutral data would be $25. That's just neutral, right? Like it's just a thing. But then we have lots of thoughts about it. Everybody's going to have different thoughts about it. Um, a tree, neutral data. But interestingly enough, what else is neutral data is like Susan said, and then you write the words down in parentheses, for example. And then that becomes just like $25, right? It's just done. But now we have thoughts about it. And so when I'm like cleaning up my mind, I find what that neutral thing is that's already done. It might be something someone said, it might be something that happened, but I put it in that space and I practice bending my mind around like I'm having thoughts about this. What are those thoughts? And taking that time to create that separation, to create that awareness of like, oh, I can see why I'm feeling so bad and bothered by this because I'm thinking this. And I've taken it out of my head because if you just let your thoughts spin in your mind, they feel very true and very real. But when you write them down, suddenly it creates this separation where you're like, oh, I could see why thinking that would feel so terrible. So anything that's bothering me, I go through and take it out of my mind and do some mindset tools coaching on it. This is the same thing for any decisions, right? I just ask myself, what decisions do I need to make? 
And it turns out, right, like sometimes the brain will just think about things and know what it wants to do. Other times I need to make a decision on paper. And so usually what I do is I, usually there's only like two choices, although sometimes I'm like, are there more choices? But I just explore like, what would make me want to do this one? What would make me want to do this one? And I write the answers down. And often what comes up in there is when I create that separation, I now see where my fear is. Like, oh, that decision is actually laced with fear, doubt, uncertainty, me being powerless, whatever. And just seeing it like that on paper, I'm like, oh, this decision actually becomes really simple because one of them probably lines up with the future I want more than the other. And taking the decisions out of my mind and doing them on paper allows me to see what's happening and make a more informed decision than when I'm doing it in the clutter of my own mind. Um, so again, that might happen at the beginning of the day, but those kinds of things could happen at any point during the day, right? It's like if something starts to bother me at 2 p.m., I might write it down to work through tomorrow, but I might just stop what I'm doing and work through it right then. I might. Another thing, and again, this is all throughout the day, but we talked about the emotional element of mindset. And so sometimes you're going to feel bad, right? We're just going to enable, label all negative emotion. You're going to feel bad <laughs> and you're going to notice it. And so when I think about using mindset tools in a very tangible way, it's having the awareness to realize the sensation is in my body. I don't like the way they feel. They feel bad to me. And with that awareness, stopping, and this doesn't take long, this takes minutes, but pausing, asking yourself, what's happening right now? And the answer your brain might give you might be the feeling word of like, what am I feeling? And the feeling word might come to you. You might also then explore like, once you know the feeling word, why? What happened that I'm feeling like this? And you guys, sometimes there's an answer. And sometimes there's not, right? The answer might be a thought, but sometimes there isn't an answer. And so then what you know is I'm just feeling this feeling. And so mindset on a day-to-day -day normal basis is catching yourself feeling inadequate, for example, and just instead of like holding it tightly and like continuing on with your day, stopping, breathing through it, creating awareness with your mind, and it's like this, this practice, right? This habit, then it, it feels like to me when I slow down and do it, that I actually feel the, the, the bad emotion like dissipate out from me, like a, like a mist. Okay. I'm making the mist part up, but I'm saying it like feels like it, it leaves the body and it's like, <gasps> suddenly you feel lighter. You feel like, I always think to myself, I'm like, this is like magic. Everybody needs to know about this. Like this feels so good. And I use that moment to love coaching because I get to help people feel better like this, right? So that is a very tangible way to use it. Now, the flip side of emotion, right? Sometimes we're feeling through negative emotions so we can release it. We're, we're maybe giving ourselves points where we can understand our mind and coach ourselves through it or create awareness. But the other part would be creating emotions. So let's talk about how this works tangibly in my day. Sometimes... I don't want to. And what does I don't want to feel like? It feels like apathetic, distracted, um, <laughs> right? Like everything else seems way more interesting. And this, this is particularly easier to happen 
Is that even a word? It happens more often when maybe I didn't do my mindset work in the morning. I didn't think about the future I'm creating. I didn't access those feelings, right? So my brain just has less of a memory about what we're doing and why. And instead, right, I just feel sometimes it's blah even. I'm just like, eh, I don't feel like it. Or like, "Mm, I want to do this instead, right? So creating emotions might happen because I want to write an email. I want to get a podcast out. I want to coach a client and I want to feel a certain way when I get into coach mode. I want to finish a project. And so I may then like often in this scenario, what I'm doing is I'm taking whatever feeling I'm feeling and I'm putting it in the circumstance line, right? It just becomes the fact. I feel this. And then I get to see like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking about feeling that? And often I'm thinking like, I hope this goes away or I'm thinking nothing, but I'm like just hoping it goes away rather than saying like, okay, how do I want to feel to do this thing? What would be like, and we're not talking about like hard, there are things you can actually feel pretty easily and then feeling it, finding the thoughts that help you feel it. When I think about why loving your offer is so effective in learning how to sell, It's because the more time you spend loving your offer, it's more thoughts that you're thinking, it's more time you're accessing the feelings, and then loving your offer with those thoughts and those feelings then generate this like like compulsion, this determination, this connection to your people, and then it leads you to go take action. And so when you're creating emotions, sometimes it's like, what do I need to remember to believe to go do this thing? And sometimes you have to remember to believe this isn't about me. And then your brain's like, oh, yeah. And you're like, there are people that I help and I want to help them. This is how I can help them today. And then, right, your brain starts to access like these thoughts and feelings that it wasn't accessing before. So it might be to create emotion to an emotion to get a task done But it could also be, right, when I think about like mindset work, it could be to coach your mind while you're doing something. Sometimes, I'm trying to think of something I was doing. Sometimes, actually, I've seen this happen with recording my podcast where I don't do it. And then I'm like, what is happening that day by day goes by and I still haven't done it, right? So that's kind of my like my little red flag that's like something is happening, And so when I look at that, it's like I get access to thoughts that then I can work through. Because if I want to record a podcast and I notice I keep not, but then I access the thoughts that stop me from doing it, which are pretty commonly like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And then that comes with this feeling of like, ho-hum, right? That's not good. It's not bad. Feels very true. But right, like using mindset tangibly is catching that. And being like, oh, yeah, I can see why I'm not creating a podcast if I'm thinking that, right? But what do I, like, I want to do this thing. What do I need to remember to believe to get it done? And then you can coach yourself through that stuff, but you can also then create the emotion to get it done. So many things. I'm going to just, I'm going to end this so that this doesn't take forever. (laughs) Although I think this is so valuable for you to hear. Um... One of the things that just makes the biggest difference, I know I've just talked about the emotions, but probably the most valuable emotion I have ever learned how to feel is acceptance. Acceptance of myself and acceptance of reality. Acceptance of what is. And 
when I think about what this looks like in a day, it might very tangibly look like me planning my day saying, oh, you know what, from this time to this time, I'm going to do this, this and this. And then something happens. And it's usually not like a good reason like, oh, somebody got hurt or my kid something something, right? It's not ever a good reason. It's like, I got distracted. I was probably watching Instagram reels. And then I went and read a book. And then I like, did something else. Right. It's all things where my brain can blame me like, see, shouldn't do that. You're doing terrible at this. But the self-acceptance skill comes in when I catch myself. Could be at noon, could be at three o'clock. I don't know. Right. Goal is to catch myself faster. But when I catch myself in that moment, the acceptance of what is, is to say, okay, so this is what's happened today. I'm right here in this moment. I can't change the past. It's acceptance of what is. Because so often the default is to think it should have been different, to judge yourself, to shame yourself, to beat yourself up, to spend a bunch of brain space on that past. And the effective thing is like, how did that happen? What happened here? Right? There's something that happened somewhere along the line and it like distracts you. And so knowing that will help you not do it. But the most effective thing is to stop be in this moment of with that self-acceptance and then just decide, what am I going to do now? This is what we're working with. This is the time it is. What are we going to do with the rest of the time? And that self-acceptance, it happens in a day like that, but it happens in so many different areas of business and life. <sighs> let, me, let me look at this list. I think the last one I will share is... Using mindset on a day-to-day basis, one of those skills is like not working from things being a problem, right? And we kind of, I kind of mentioned this with the, the acceptance because one of the top things that I see coaches do is they are like unhappy with where they are in their business. They're unhappy with their current results. And unhappiness is easy to have when you have a bigger goal right? Inevitably, the brain wants you to believe you shouldn't be happy until the goal is done, forgetting that the most enjoyable way to do a goal would be to be happy the whole way. And so often, right, coaches stay in the focus of something is wrong, something isn't working, um, something needs to change. And while that may be true, there's almost like an energy to that of like panic and urgent and doubt versus when we do this work from the acceptance, right? It doesn't matter what your goal is for the year. You can still love what you've created, right? There doesn't need to be anything wrong with it. It can be beautiful and perfect and you can see how you created it and you can be like, and I want to create more. I want to, like, in, like enjoying what I've created, I also want to create more. I don't have to solve for why this is a problem. I don't have to see it as a problem. But to just, like, yeah, I like that and I want more. Rather than this all sucked, it should have been better, I should have done better, this should be happening faster, and I want more. Right? They're two completely different ways to run your business day to day. Okay, that's so much, but I'm like, ooh, I hope this helps you to understand mindset and see ways that you can use it day to day in your business. 
I've said it before, I'll say it again. When I think back to the very early stages of making money to like my first six-figure year, there wasn't much difference in my action, right? What I did, and actually I probably did less, but what changed were my thoughts. I had different thoughts. I had different like patterns and habits of managing my own mind, my emotions, my, I didn't believe every thought I had, right? Things that took me longer to work through before, I just learned how to work through them quicker. That was it. Same problems in business, same situations over and over again. But the more money you make underneath that is just, you learn how to work through things faster. So using mindset is going to make the difference Because it's going to be what helps you make hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars versus when our mind is the messiest, least managed, we also make the least amount of money. So that's it for this week. I hope you have an amazing Thanksgiving, have an amazing week, and I'll be back with you next week. See ya. Hey, who's your business coach? If you don't have one, I'd be honored to help you grow your coaching business. I have a daily practice that'll help you feel powerful, focused, and comforted in the discomfort of growing your business. This mental routine will help you create any goal you're working on. Sign up for this free training at elizabethsalazarcoaching.com. Just like this podcast, it's free. I'll see you over in your inbox.